Welcome to I Wish They Knew, a show where leaders in business and education share big ideas that deserve more attention in about the time it takes to enjoy a cup of coffee. I'm Joe Hirsch. This is our last episode of 2021, and we're going to count down to the new year with highlights of some of your favorite conversations over the past 12 months. I'm excited to share those micro wishes with you, so be on the lookout for a special year-end series. But today, I can't think of a better person to wrap things up in 2021 than our guest, Liz Wiseman. Liz is the CEO of the Wiseman Group, a leadership research and development firm, and the best-selling author of several books, including Multipliers, How the Best Leaders Make Everyone Smarter. We were talking offline how that is not only on my bedside, it's on my mountaintop. The Multiplier Effect, Tapping the Genius Inside Our Schools, and Rookie Smarts, Why Learning Beats Knowing in the New Game of Work. Liz has been ranked by Thinkers50 as one of the top leadership thinkers in the world, and her latest book is Impact Players. Liz, welcome to the show. Oh, Joe, it's so good to be here. It's wonderful to have you with us, and congrats on the book. You describe in Impact Players five practices that set Impact Players apart from everybody else. Can you walk us through those and share your wish for how more of us could become Impact Players in our work and in our lives? Mm. Well, I looked at what... I, you know, and I want to just start with like the essence of the research was looking at in a room full of equally smart, hardworking, capable people. Why are some people making a big impact while other people are stuck going through the motion? So it's not about high performers and low performers. It's like the work practices that cause people to really add an incredible amount of value. So the first is how they deal with messy problems. Most people with messy problems, they do their job. They do their portion solve their portion of that problem. Whereas the impact players, they do the job that needs to get done. They don't stay in their lane. They kind of venture out into messy no man's land to solve the emergent problems and opportunities of the organization. The second is how they deal with unclear roles where it's unclear who's in charge or somebody needs to take charge of a situation. And while most people wait for direction, like, hey, we need some role clarification around here. Could someone please tell us like who's responsible? Who, you know, impact players are just quick to step up and lead and they fill that leadership vacuum. And they not only step up and lead willingly, they also step back. So they're active followers of others, not just active leaders of others. Um, they have a really wonderful, fluid form of leadership. The third is how they deal with unforeseen obstacles, you know, just the unprecedented problems that drop in unannounced. And, you know, most people take ownership and they start strong, but when things get messy and out of their control, they tend to escalate up, which is what we're encouraged to do and in many ways told and incented to do, whereas the impact players just hold on to the ownership all the way to get it to the finish line, not necessarily with heroics and Herculean effort on their part, they coordinate the response. It's just that they never relinquish the lead role on that. They, they continue to hold the ownership. The fourth is how they deal with moving targets where situations are changing, needs are changing, you know, they're being asked to change and where other people tend to stick to the targets they've been given. This is what we said we were going to do. This is what I said I was going to do. This is what I'm good at. Impact players are 
reacting and they're adjusting. They're, they're not just responders to feedback, they're um, seekers of feedback. Hey, what can I do differently? How can I make this better? It's like they go to sleep and wake up the next morning and start work, assuming that while they were sleeping, the world changed. And like, we can't just keep doing what we're doing. Like, oh, I need to figure out kind of the way I read a newspaper, like, hmm, what's changed since I went to bed? And how do I need to like adapt to what I'm doing to address that? And then the last is um, how they handle kind of this unrelenting demands where people feel like workloads are increasing faster than resources. We have just more than we can humanly do. And when other people tend to seek help in those situations, you know, they carry their weight on teams, but when things are really tough, they seek help. Whereas impact players offer help and they don't take other people's work. They just make work light for everyone. Again, Mm. not by taking on their work, but by not adding to the phantom work of people and politics and drama, being easy to work with themselves, being lighthearted and and being fun. Like they're kind of people everyone like working with. And they're the kind of people that that seem to have a strong sense of themselves and they know what needs to be done and how to do it and how to enlist the support of others in service of those goals. Uh, But one thing you mentioned in the book that caught my attention in particular was how these impact players, they negotiate the necessities that when they feel overextended or maybe even underprepared, they're not afraid to let their managers know even directly. And I Mm. think for a lot of people that might seem just a little bit intimidating. So in this particular area, how can impact players find it in themselves to speak up without losing their standing or sanity? Mm. Well, you know, what you asked me just now, Joe, is at the very heart of what I wish people knew. Here's the thing that I wish people understood. And it wasn't until I was done writing the book and it's sort of out of my hands. And I'm like, wow, I think if I could stand on a tall building, like with a megaphone and just shout to everyone, like within, you know, the sound of my voice, I would say, you have more power than you think you have. Hmm. And I think that's what impact players do is any given situation, they assume they have power. Yeah. You know, there's a messy job. Well, that's not really my job, but you know what? I bet my boss wants me to go do the job that's needed. Not just say, well, I'm, I did my job. You know, there's a leadership vacuum. No one's really stepping up. I don't need formal authority to do that. No one needs to anoint me. I'm going to step up and lead. Like I can get this thing done, not alone. I can't get it done myself, but I have the power to go get the people I need to help work on this. Um, and each one of them, I think there's this assumptiveness of power. And I really, and it's not this kind of chutzpah or bravado. It's no, I do have power. And that's the thing I wish people knew is like operate with like the maximum assumption of power. Now, don't be a jerk. Like, so this is where I think that the, the nuance in your question comes in. And I, I like to think of it as like, when are the times that we're at our most powerful? Well, usually in any given project, we're, at a, we're in a powerful position after we've had a success. And people are like, wow, check Joe out. Look what he did. What do you want next? You know, or before we say yes, it's like negotiating for a job. It's like, well, you've lost your power to negotiate the terms of your contract once you said, I'll take the job. I really want the job. And it's the same when we take on a piece of work. 
before we say yes, we are at our maximum powerful, which is our chance to negotiate for what we need. And we did a little uh, survey as part of the research for this book on what kinds of things people need to be successful. And most people are like, I need resources. I need headcount. I need budget. Well, when we surveyed professionals across industries, it's not what we need. What we need is executive support. We need feedback. Yes. We need, um, we need coaching. We need um, time with people. We need like a green-lighted approval on something. These are far more valuable than, oh, you know, here's $10,000 or, you know, here's someone to help you with this. And, you know, before we take on a piece of work, that's our chance to say, I'm going to do a great job at this. I want to do a great job for me to do a great job. This is what I need from you. Mm -hmm. I like to think of them as just if then statements. If I'm going to do this, then I'm going to need that. Yes. And um, I found that in so many of my own experiences in junior roles, working with people older than me, more senior than me, more powerful than me, richer than me, like all this, like, you know, people who could be intimidating. I found that when I asked them for what I needed to be able to do good work for them, the answer came back, of course, because when I'm working, well, I'm doing not just my job, but I'm doing the job that's needed. And I'm working in service to a higher goal. Those, the customers of that higher goal want you to be successful. Yes. You know, unless they're like truly a little bit evil, like you don't want to, and there are, there they are exist. Those. They exist. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry if you're working for one, um, but they want you to be successful. So like negotiate for the necessities. Here's what I'd need. And I could tell you story after story that we don't have time for, uh, take more than a cup of coffee on, <laughs> on places where I've just said, okay, this is what I'm going to need from you. And yes, I've yes. witnessed powerful moments where like, you know what, Liz? you've got a deal, you know, yeah, you'll have yeah. to get my time. I remember once the president saying Liz, turning to his, his assistant and saying over the next year, Liz has whatever time she needs on my calendar. This was the president of Oracle. Yes. Because wow. I said, I, I can't do this without your support. And if you stop, I stop. Mm -hmm. And he was a little bit taken back, like what? And I'm like, yeah. Ray, if you stop working on this, I have to stop working on it because yes, I yeah. can't be successful. And that's when he said, you have a deal, Terry, whatever um, time Liz needs, she has. So those are some of the ways that, that others can help us find that impact opportunity. But I suspect there are things that we do either subconsciously or, or maybe unintentionally to get in our own way and to undermine our impact, what are some things that people ought to be aware of and on the lookout for as they try to grow their impact within their organizations? Yeah, well, I think there's a number of ways that we end up impeding our own impact. One of them is simply working so hard. You know, like this heads down stick to itness. I'm doing my job, I'm doing what I've been told and not looking up and saying that you know, maybe things have changed and maybe there's something more important that we should be doing. And so I think there's a lot of people who are working hard, but lacking impact. And I think that's another thing. Um, I love your concept, Joe, of like what I wish people knew. Here's one of the things I wish everyone knew right now, and particularly managers of teams, is I wish people knew that burnout is generally not a function of people working too hard. Burnout is a result of people having too little impact having too little control. Wow. Like, 
You know, I, as I've studied these diminishing leaders and multiplying leaders that I, I know, Joe, you've, you've read that book, it's like people come to work wanting to contribute everything they have and they want to be used fully. They want to do work that matters. And when they can, they describe work as exhilarating, thrilling, meaningful, fun. And when they can't, when they're like wanting to contribute, but something is holding them back, whether it's a diminishing boss, an accidentally diminishing boss, or themselves, work becomes frustrating, tiring, exhausting, draining, soul-sucking, demoralizing. And this is when people burn out. Like more than ever right now, I think what we have to do is figure out how do we have maximum impact in that? Like, how do we increase our impact per hour we spend working? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and there's a lot of things that, that, that cause us to, to dilute our impact. We might be um, over-eager. Like some people want to make an impact, but they're like, boss, boss, how am I doing? How am I doing? Am I doing great? I'm good. And then you're, the boss is like, ah, oh, every day I'm like feeding your ego, like shoveling coal into your ego machine. And it's exhausting. Or people are like, oh, I'm so passionate about this. This is what I want to do. And you're like, man, I just don't feel like it's my job to like feed your passion either. And those people get relegated to the sideline or people who are playing by the rules. Well, I'm supposed to escalate, you know, I'm not officially the boss. I can't just take charge Yeah. or people who are um, maybe just playing it safe. Yes. And, and I think if the, the essence of what I found studying these impact players is the situations that they handle differently are situations that are full of ambiguity and uncertainty and uh, things out of their control and like my favorite metaphor on this is like, when you see a bee, what do you see? You know, some people might, and if you're deathly allergic to bees, I'm sorry, um, <laughs> is, you know, most of us, like we see a bee and we're like, oh, okay, what if there's a swarm of bees? I need to get away and we swat it away and we run versus, versus others who see that same bee. And they think, hmm, this is an opportunity. Like maybe there's more bees, maybe more right. bees will come. Like this is an opportunity to make honey. Yes. So we're going to go build a hive and, you know, a quick way to have more impact is just to look at this, the messy problems, all the uncertainty that seems to be surrounding us and say, how is this an opportunity for me to add value yeah. and create value for others and myself? Yes. And as we wind down a, a messy year and, and look mm-hmm. ahead to one that I hope will bring more impact and energy for everyone. It's a great wish for what we can continue to do in our own work and our lives to make that kind of impact on the things that really matter. The author is Liz Wiseman and the book is Impact Players. Liz, happy new year and thanks for sharing your wish. Oh, thank you, Joe. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. It helps others find us. For more ideas on how to communicate with impact, visit my website, joehirsch.me. See you next time.